You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Welcome, everyone. I'm happy to have Dr. Susan Bernstein with us today. Susan is a certified divorce coach and high conflict coach and the owner of Divorce Coach Plus. Susan, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Adam. My pleasure. Well, before we begin, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what made you decide to go into divorce coaching. Absolutely. I am a mom of three children, a full-time mom because of my divorce back in 2014, Prior to that, I was an educator, a school teacher, administrator, college professor, educational consultant. And then when I went through my own divorce, I thought, why me? Why this high conflict divorce? One of my three children has extreme special needs. Why is this happening to me? And maybe so I can help others. So I switched from educational consultant to divorce consultant. And then I heard about the certified divorce coach program, went through those trainings and also teach for them as well to prepare other coaches to help individuals navigate divorce. Can you tell us a little bit about your role as a divorce coach and when do you get involved in the process usually? Absolutely. Ideally, we help one individual pre, during, and post-divorce from the beginning. But I have many people who don't find me until the middle of divorce or post-divorce to deal with co-parenting or enforcement issues or next chapters of their life with new relationships um, and a new plan. So what I do as a certified divorce coach is I help one individual deal with emotional part of divorce so they are ready for the legal and financial They go in prepared, and by doing that, they save a lot of time, money, and headaches. They communicate effectively with all parties involved, the professionals like you as well, their soon-to-be ex-spouse, and their children. So just helping them get through it as smooth as possible with a plan that is for their specific situation. Do you typically recommend getting yourself involved before um, the divorce attorney is engaged then, it sounds like? Absolutely, because they we first talk about should I or shouldn't I? So no one jumps the gun as far as filing for divorce too quickly. We talk about getting your ducks in order, making sure you know all your financials in case your spouse is going to try to move money around or hide it. We also talk about preparing the children as well. And then I talk to people about what is the right method for them? Is it mediation? Is it litigation? Who might their spouse have as their lawyer? So you know that you're on equal footing. So having a coach who really understands from the beginning what you're dealing with can give you that advantage instead of trying to have an uphill battle. Speak a little bit about the differences, I guess, between a divorce coach and a divorce therapist. Absolutely. That's great that you asked that question. So I tell all my clients that if they have a therapist to keep one, if they need one, I will help them find one. Typically, you see a therapist every Tuesday at 10, you talk, you cry, you might feel better, you might not. With a coach, they help you focus forward. They help get you unstuck. A therapist often helps you heal your past and not make the same mistakes again. So it's great to have both on your team. 
for myself as a coach, clients can buy a package of two, five, or 12 sessions. They can use two in a week, two in a month, two in a season. There's often times in a divorce where maybe a motion goes in and you're waiting two months and you don't need more strategy because coach gives you those action steps. So a therapist is there weekly to help with the past. I know myself, Adam, you and I were just talking about this. I'm available day, night, and weekend. Often therapists aren't available weekend nights or holidays versus myself I am. And maybe speak to that. It's not just in person. You're able to work virtually, over the phone, all the different options. Absolutely. I always offer everyone a complimentary call. And after that, they buy that package of sessions and which never expire. And I help people over the phone. I help people via video call all over the country. I am based in the New York tri-state area. So I could meet those people in person to go to court or help them with mediation if need be. But I have clients even in Alaska and 15, I think maybe even 16 other countries, because really when you're dealing with emotional aspect of divorce, wherever you are, you can have that extra support. And then I connect them to the legal representatives who know the law in their specific area. You spoke a little bit about the different types of divorce. I still think that that's not a prevalent set of information that people have. So maybe speak to the differences between litigation, mediation, and then other options like collaborative or any other scenarios you can think of. Of course. So there in general are four types of options. One is you can self-file. You can go in and file on your own. Certainly some states are much harder to do that than others. And I would never advise someone to do that if their spouse has an attorney. You don't want your spouse to have an attorney and you not. So self-filing depends on your situation. If you have no finances and no custody and your spouse is not getting an attorney, maybe that's okay for you. The next stage is mediation, where you and your spouse would go together, you would hire a mediator, and they would be a neutral party. They would sit with you either on Zoom or at a table and try to come up with an agreement that is fair within the state boundaries and laws that that state has related to custody and finance. I always say mediation is a great option if you're not worried about your safety, because obviously you can't sit across from someone you feel threatened by. And if you don't think your spouse is hiding money, you need to be transparent financially if you mediate. I also advise people before they sign on the dotted line with a mediator to hire a review attorney, not paying that attorney a high retainer, but just an hourly rate to review it because, again, the mediator was just there to help both of you. And I should note that depending on the state, a mediator can be an attorney or a court-trained and appointed mediator or someone who works at Starbucks part-time. So we don't want the Starbucks person, let them do their job at Starbucks. So make sure you have someone trained. The next step is collaboration, where you each hire your own lawyer, but you don't file motions in court and let the judge decide. You sit at a table next to your lawyer, so there's not a mediator neutral party, but it's very amicable still, but you feel represented. And the fourth one is when you litigate. You each hire your own attorney. They file motions. The judge sets timelines, you have check-ins, and you could eventually have a trial where the judge makes the decision instead of you. But in this country, 3% of the cases start in a trial and only 1% end. So normally that does not happen unless it's very contentious and you can't come to an agreement. 
No, that's very helpful. So one of the one of your roles is the high conflict coach. I don't know if that's a term that is universally known. So maybe walk us through what high conflict means and what a high conflict coach actually does. Okay. Thank you, Adam. That's a great question. So in an ideal situation, you have an amicable divorce, you come up with an agreement, you put it in the drawer, and you only pull it out if necessary. And both spouses live a happy life and co-parent. But in a high-conflict divorce, there's ongoing issues during the divorce and post-divorce. High conflict is often defined by three things. Number one, custody battles, when you can't agree for equal parenting time. Number two, domestic violence. Or number three, hidden money. So I, as a high conflict divorce coach, say bring it on. Those three categories do not scare me away. I'm trained to help in people finding hidden money, coming up with a safety plan for domestic violence, and helping with a custody battle, whatever that might be, a tiered parenting plan or supervised visits or how to communicate with someone. And I normally define a high conflict individual. It doesn't have to be both parties. It can be just one as someone who's unstable, someone who has a mental health issue or someone who has an addiction and they're not thinking logically. And that makes the whole divorce high conflict and certainly not like your neighbor or coworker or sister's divorce. You need that extra support and you need professionals who get it on a personal and a professional level who can help you through it. Plus the post-divorce, there is something called post-divorce or post-separation abuse. Often with the high conflict individual, even after you sign on the dotted line, there's still problems. So how to navigate that as well. And I'm certainly trained and do that all day, every day to help people really be able to have the bliss they deserve in their next chapter. Very helpful. So we've kind of touched on a few of the different parties to the divorce team. So maybe speak to all the vital members that you see as a really strong divorce team. Okay. Thank you, Adam. And you're part of this. So what I like to break it into four categories, I do believe that everyone should have an attorney or mediator, someone who knows the law and your rights. You don't want to give up too much, especially if the law says you're entitled to certain things. So there's the legal category. The second category goes under the financial category where you have a certified divorce financial analyst or an accountant who can help with tax implications in the divorce. Certainly there's someone like you, Adam, for a certified divorce lending professional related to mortgage. Often they work with the financial people, but they often also fall into the residential category, which is real estate agents, mortgage brokers, appraisers, because most of the time in a divorce, your biggest asset is your home. And so trying to figure out a plan as to if you can refinance it, if one spouse is going to buy the other spouse out, how is the other spouse going to get a new home? Are they going to have to co-sign? I'm sure you deal with this all day, every day. Probably you think about it in your sleep, but those residential professionals really know so much more than the divorce attorneys or the financial people. So bringing those experts to the table. And the fourth category is the emotional support. People like myself who are certified divorce coaches and therapists as well for children also. The children going through it can have that support of a therapist also. 
Perfect. That's great advice all around. So I think that's the piece that a lot of people don't realize. They, they think the attorney can handle everything and they're very good at what they do, but that's just so much work for them to really try to specialize in. That's just not their area of expertise. Let them do the legal side because that's where their experts at, but then bring in the emotional, the financial piece as well, just to make sure you round out that team. It'll make the process so much easier all around. Yeah, I say that you can pay your attorney their hourly rate to deal with the emotions, but they're not trained to come up with a solution. So it's better to have someone who can help you with the emotional aspect. And I also say that related to the financial aspect, most attorney or mediators, when you hire them and the agreement you sign says they encourage you or advise you to hire a financial specialist. And then when you sign the final agreement with your ex-spouse, that document, that divorce decree also says that you should have consulted a financial expert. So the attorneys are really covering their butts to say they deal with the law, talk to a financial person. And like you said, you're, you're going to pay for the attorney to try to divvy up the assets, or you can pay for a specialist that probably won't charge as high of an hourly fee to accomplish the same thing, but obviously from an expert level as well. So definitely yeah. get them involved. The financial people are certainly important as well. And, and obviously the emotional is a whole different ball game. You're not going to go to the attorney really for the emotional aspect of it. But uh, thinking back, did you have any sort of memorable cases that you've worked on that had a big impact on you? I mean, it's constant. I really, there is a need. I think being a certified divorce coach is the missing piece in divorce. So there is a need and just being there to help individuals and to know that not only are you helping them, but it's the domino effect. You're helping their children not only survive, but thrive. And certainly no case is similar to another case, right? Every case is unique. And 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 knowing that it will be okay. A lot of people, their biggest worry, am I going to be okay? It will be okay. There's always more than one option. No one should feel stuck and they will get through it. And that I always say I'm not pro-divorce, but I'm pro no one being stuck in a miserable situation. So certainly helping people come up with creative out-of-the-box options, especially if they have a high-conflict spouse, how do they navigate that? It's not as easy as a normal divorce, which is not easy in and of itself. And you and I had also talked about how I really help people who have a special needs children. I have, you know, a special needs child of my own. Everyone's heard the statistics that half the country gets divorced, but 80% of people who have a special needs child will divorce before that special needs child is 21. So it's an extremely high percent. And they're so grateful that they get those extra details in the parenting plan and they think about the finances long-term. A lot of times, a special needs child will not be independent or emancipated at the normal age in that state. And so coming up with a plan in the divorce agreement for guardianship, so those parents don't have to go back and have another court battle once that child hits that age. Those are the people who really are so grateful that they got it all done at once and did it right. They didn't throw in the towel too soon. Uh, perfect advice and, and something that a lot of people just don't even think of. And certainly the statistic is mind-blowing that it's that high in those situations. So, well, any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with today? I always say the best revenge is to live a happy life. 
that we can only control so much. We can't control situations. We can't control people, but we can control our response to situations and to the people. And just to know that if someone feels out of control, that there are resources like myself who can help them come up with a plan, who can help them really get to be the best person they want to be and look back at this time in three to five years and say, wow, I'm so glad I handled it how I did. And now look where I am. Well, if anybody wants to learn more about you, what's the best place to find your information? Thank you. I give out my number. It's 551-444-2609. I turn it off when I sleep, but I tell people they call me or text me to set up a complimentary call. And also they can follow me on social media at divorcecoachplus.com, which is also my website, Instagram, Facebook. And I'm really here to help you get through it. My career is my passion and my calling and men, women, not alone. It will be okay. Highly advise people to get you or somebody like you involved, certainly early in the process. It makes things a lot easier to have that other piece of it, as opposed to just the attorney piece and definitely get you involved. So this has been great. I really appreciate the information. I'll make sure to put your contact information and the website in the description if anybody's curious, but yeah, definitely please reach out to Susan. Thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate your time. And I know your clients appreciate you and that you have this additional knowledge to help them through the divorce and the mortgage process versus just the normal mortgage broker. So really the team effort and the collaboration, that's what people should be looking for. Absolutely. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Susan. (laughs) Have a great day. Thank you. You Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.